Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. It's that time of year. Cash the ticket. Jim Costa with Mike Valeni. We shift the focus from football to college hoops, getting us ready for the tournament where we're going to break down all the matchups and have an eye on some future plays too. Search Cash the Ticket on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. It is gorgeous out. Welcome in here on this Tuesday morning. Although, quite frankly, I mean, it's not zero. And so that feels <laughs> that feels pretty good. I was I was a little surprised. There was frost on the windshield this morning. Early, yes. When I looked out, there was a little bit of a, a sheen yeah. on the window. Uh, but welcome in. We are now 12 days away from the Super Bowl as we count down being the only thing we're going to care about between now and then. <laughs> we know. We know the time goes by slowly. Uh, we've got some updates to get to coming up on that here in just a couple of minutes. But uh, we wanted to start off with a story. Again, I get fascinated. I need to remember that these grain bins are as big as they are. But we have this happen every so often where somebody gets caught and gets stuck in a grain bin. And in this time, it was a kid. Yeah, it was a young man, and they were able to get him out. This happened while we were on the air yesterday. And he ended up in there until after our show ended. So mm -hmm. it wasn't before 2 p.m. that they were able to get him out. It ended up being about three hours. And the way that they described this is that there's, a, there's an open area at the bottom of it. And it causes a sort of an inverse cone to form in... The, in the top of that, uh, you know, the grain that was in there. So when he fell in, he got sucked into that vortex and they were able to shut that door, make sure that none of the, you know, none of the other stuff would come down on him. But they said every time he moved even a little bit, it would cause some of that grain to start coming down and pouring down toward him. So they needed to keep him awake and alert so that he would know not to move. And they were able, after a time, to get him out using this series of baffles, this new technological thing that they built. Uh, and it worked. It worked famously, but it was still a race against time. They said by the time they got him out, he was actually buried up to his chest. Um, yeah. You just wonder, like, how much was there below his feet? And how much further down could he have? Again, I use the analogy of quicksand. Yes. Because that's, that's where my head goes on something like this. Whatever stopped him from slipping lower, thank goodness it did, because I assumed there was room that he could have kept going. Oh, without doubt. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was probably, yeah, who knows, 20, 30 feet up. And mm -hmm. yeah, if he had gotten sucked down into that any farther than he was, what happens after a while is even if your head is still above it, it's so tight in there that it can keep you from being able to breathe efficiently because you just can't expand your chest. And again, every time you do, you're moving and bringing more of that stuff down on you. We won't get into this as a topic, but now I'm, I'm sort of interested in why that happens so often, why there aren't protection. And this is, I don't even want to get into it because I don't know enough about grain bins to have a decent conversation about this. You and me both. <laughs> this is not an air. This is not something I've studied ever, coincidentally. Perhaps um, we should, though, given where we live. I mean, yeah, this is maybe an excuse to learn a whole lot more about how that whole system works. I mean, if you want to teach me something, feel free, 913-586-7798. I'll always learn. But it does make me wonder if there need to be more safety measures in place. Some kind of net over the top or a ladder or or wear like a harness or something. 
so that that doesn't happen yeah, quite it, so much. It seems like it. I mean, anything you put in to try to keep a human being from falling into that is going to mm-hmm. keep the grain from going down into it, which you don't right. want. So yeah, it's, right. it's always that trade-off of safety versus efficiency. Yes, indeed. Okay, we have some Chiefs news uh, to get to here. Uh, nothing major, but um, some updates to get to. Uh, Kadarius Tony is talking. There's something about him being injured or making up an injury or something. Yeah. We'll get to that coming up here. But of all of the people to defend the love of Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift, this is the curmudgeon that I didn't expect to come to the rescue here. Yeah, no kidding. Out of uh, everybody that could have weighed in, I mean, you have David Letterman who decides to step right into the middle of the fray and did so in perfect David Letterman fashion, which you'll hear when he uh, has a, a little bit of a screw up right in the middle of this. But yeah, just going off about how so many people are complaining about what he sees as a positive influence. Taylor Swift, I don't think in the history of show business, in the history of popular culture, we've ever witnessed anything like this. We live in a world now where all we hear is nonsense and ugliness. Here's Taylor Swift, who is a glowing bright light of goodness in the world, and she starts dating uh, Kelsey Grammer. And people go crazy. And the, the Kelsey Grammer people say, oh, no, 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 don't bother us. We're all caught up in football. We don't want Taylor in football. And the Taylor Swift people the Swifties, are saying, oh, we don't want a footballer in here with Kelsey Grammer. And I'm saying, Huh? Travis Kelsey. Right. Travis Kelsey. And I say to both camps, <laughs> this is such a lovely thing. Shut up. It's good for the footballers. Yeah. It's good for Taylor Swift. And also politically, Taylor Swift is a huge force and I think just wants to see people do the right thing. So God bless Taylor Swift and Kelsey Grammer. That's Not all Kelsey I have to say. Where did he do this? Do you know? <laughs> it was it was on a uh, it was a post on Instagram, I believe. It was okay. either it was Instagram or TikTok. I think it was Instagram. But yeah, he uh, he just took to the to the interwebs and blessed the the union of Taylor Swift and Kelsey Grammer, <laughs> which is horrifying to think about. By the way. So do you think the mistake was on purpose? Oh yeah, of it sounds course. like it was on purpose. Typical yeah. Letterman. Yes. Yeah. Uh, even and even after they corrected him, he went back and <laughs> did it again. Yes. But the message is still. The, the message still still works. Um, yeah, there were people apparently on Fox News yesterday. I mean, of course they were going off about it. Here's the thing. If you don't care, don't watch. Yeah, right. If you don't care, don't pay attention. Don't care so much then. Don't let it get you so riled up. It's... Other people are enjoying it, and it's not hurting anybody. Yeah, and this is people, go figure, the internet would be full of people throwing a tantrum over absolutely nothing. But in every other Super Bowl that we've seen, every other championship game that we've seen, you see the quarterback with his wife or his girlfriend or whatever, and they kiss after the game, and and, and no problem. But when it's Taylor Swift, all of a sudden it's a problem. Come on, you, you didn't expect the guy to kiss his girlfriend after his team just won the AFC championship? Come on. Patrick Mahomes and Brittany Mahomes, it, they have a moment right before every game where he goes to the sideline, he kisses her on the sideline, yep. and if the kids are there, he kisses the kids too. They weren't at this most recent game, and immediately after the game, they have that moment. It, it's like everybody that got mad at Brittany Mahomes for existing in the world the way that she does now transferred it to Taylor Swift instead. See, here's the thing, though. It's so transparent. I mean, this particular tantrum is so stinking transparent. Guess what? You can't get a date with Taylor Swift. 
Kelsey or be a billionaire. Right. And Kelsey did. So you know what? You can take the jealousy and all of the, the phony outrage and all of that stuff and just go somewhere else with it. It, I mean, it, that's all it is. It's total jealousy. How come they get to be happy and rich? You know what? Because they do. Just be happy for them and be ready for the Super Bowl. Or don't. I mean, you don't yeah, have to or be. don't. You, you don't have to care. But, yeah, the, the phony outrage. I mean, I'm so over faux outrage anyway over everything. So when it comes to something like this, come on. I mean, you just leave it alone. Maya, I mentioned yesterday, I'm a, I check in on threads once a day maybe. Because why not? Mm -hmm. And I, you know, they use an algorithm just like everything else to try to uh, cultivate your content. And I don't know why Threads thinks I care so much about this, but every other message that I see on Threads is something about quit worrying so much about it. Yes. Like it's, it's, it's pro Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey, and stop worrying about so much about it. And some of the jokes being made are kind of funny, and some of the some of the analogies being made um, to the fact that she's going to be at the Grammys. She's not going to perform at the Grammys. Those are coming up this uh, Saturday, Sunday, probably. She's not going to perform for voice issues purely because she's about to go on tour. Yeah. Um, we don't know yet if Travis Kelsey's going to be there, but are you going to get as mad when if she wins at how he <laughs> reacts? When she, if they kiss before she goes up on stage, it, when she wins or if she wins. I, I want him to have 40 beers and go all Jason Kelsey <laughs> yes. at the Grammys. I want yes. him to be out there shirtless and going, woohoo. Yeah, I think yes. that'd be awesome. Uh, if you have thoughts, 913-586-7798. Uh, still to come, we'll talk about Kadarius Tony. And I don't know if the shooting your guns off thing is unique to Kansas City, because I don't follow that closely, what happens in other cities. But that problem is getting worse. And again, we're about to go to a Super Bowl. The one thing I can tell you is that anytime anything happens, like somebody, you know, puts a hat on or something like that, the same thing happens in St. Louis. Like for any right. reason at all, they just start shooting guns. So, yeah. 913-586-7798. Be back here in just a few minutes on KMBZ. All right, coming up. We'll tell this story of whether Kadarius Tony really was hurt and, and whether somebody lied about it. We've got audio to get to. Uh, we'll talk all about that coming up. But David Letterman spoke out in favor of Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. Sort of. He did. <laughs> <laughs> in spirit, he spoke out in favor of them. And it's just... Um, it's just getting old. The, the people complaining about it. If, if you don't like it, you have 12 days until you're not going to hear about it again, unless there's a parade, which she's going to be on tour. Who knows if she'll be there. You won't have to hear about it again until August. There you go. So, so he, sit tight for 12 days. You will get a, a repose. We'll go to uh, Ben and KCK, who has a thing or two to say about it. Hey, Ben. Hey, how are you guys doing this morning? Couldn't be better. What's hey. on your mind? Okay. Boy, I tell you what. I am so up for these two people. Um, I think that the couple of the century... Uh, they outshine the Charles and Diana thing. And, you know, this is her first time away from the Hollywood entertainment crowd. And I'm sure that Brittany, when the game was over, Brittany said, hey, you're coming down with us. And I think it was um, on yesterday's show, uh, they kind of read the script. You know, she was standing there, and she turns around, and, and you can see where she says, please stop. Like, yeah, to the cameras, right. This. And um, she goes, and she goes like, this is the most bizarre, craziest thing I've ever seen. Uh, she says, I love you. And she just laid a lip lock on him like there was like no tomorrow on this. Yeah. I'm happy for him. I really am. 
I think I, at some think point he even um, there was a clip of where he even saw the cameras coming. Uh, it wasn't mic'd very well, but he saw the cameras coming. You know, they're following him as he gets off the field and he goes to find her. And he, they go, I think she like runs toward him or something like that. And he points at the cameras like, hey, maybe we should back off because the cameras are coming. And I can't repeat what she said on the air. But she said to him, I don't bleeping care. And she just kissed him. <laughs> Good. And what, what's been talked about, um, I have not followed her romantic history, and I don't particularly care. But if you're a fan of hers, one of the things that you like is that the last relationship that she was in, she, uh, she felt like she, he, she was definitely the bigger star. And she felt like they couldn't really go out in public, and they had to hide that relationship because um, he just wasn't to make him not feel bad about it. And what's being said is that she just is just open about this one yeah. and just enjoying this one. And why not? Because neither one of them has to worry about it. They're oath. They're, they're, oath. I don't even know what that word is. They're, they're both. Uh, a word. Yeah, it's there somewhere. <laughs> they're both legitimate stars separate from each other. You know what I mean? They were both the best at that moment mm -hmm. in the world at what they did at the time. So neither one of them had anything to prove to the other one, and neither one of them has anything to prove to the press or the haters or anybody else. And the last thing I'll say about it for now is just it is kind of cool at a time where we're trying to break of some of the, you know, male superiority things. It's kind of cool to see that she is arguably a bigger deal than he is. Yeah. I mean, world he's Worldwide, a big deal here. Definitely. She's a big deal worldwide. And the fact that he goes and supports her. I mean, just wait till this tour, man. Right. You, you wonder what he's doing for the next six months. That's where he's going to be is is on her tour every step of the way. And you've just got somebody who said, you know what? I'm, I'm going to shoot my shot. I'm going to I'm going to go after it and not be intimidated by that. And they're like you said, they're both just at the top of their game. You didn't think it could be get much bigger yeah. than Travis Kelsey, you know, in the U.S. Right. And it's her. You know, you go back and you compare this to some of the things, you know, for a while it was hockey, right? All of the, the supermodels in the world were all dating or married to hockey players, right down to the great one himself, Wayne Gretzky, whose birthday was yesterday, by the way. Happy birthday, Wayne. That uh, and he, when he married Janet Jones, that was a huge deal because she was a legit supermodel and he was the great one and as far as i know they're still married um so it, you know it was a big deal but at the time you didn't see this kind of vitriol and sure enough if you watch back in the back in the day the edmonton oilers or the la kings play when gretzky was there janet was right there at the glass watching the game so you know and they would cut to her when when wayne would score a goal and nobody sat there and crabbed about it right if you don't like it turn it away turn it off yep if you don't like it, ignore it. And Letterman's right. I mean, there's way too much of that nonsense in the world anyway. You yeah. know, people throwing a tantrum just for the sake of, oh, look at me, I'm throwing a tantrum. You know what? Get a hobby. Get a hobby. Yes. Okay. Uh, keeping the focus on football, though, explain to me the story <laughs> here of whether Kadarius Tony was actually hurt and whether anybody lied about it. Okay. Um, the, the quick answer to that is we don't know if anybody lied about it. Kadarius Tony is making the case that somebody did, and that somebody is Andy Reid and the Kansas City Chiefs. He was on the injury report for the AFC Championship game. He did not play. Um, it was a hip injury, I think, is what they had put down on the injury report. And this apparently upset Kadarius Tony because he's maintaining that he is not injured and that the Chiefs lied about it. And 
I mean, it's so it's it's so nonsensical because if they did, if they fudged the injury report, and I'm not saying they did, I have no information about that, but if they did, they were doing it to kind of protect him and to protect his reputation because he famously had a number of giant mistakes throughout the course of this season that cost the Chiefs games. His productivity was down. He was dropping passes. The The offensive offsides, the, the interception in the Lions game that cost him the game, he had done these kinds of things over and over again. So if the Chiefs did say, well, yeah, he's got a little hip stinger. I mean, we can put that in the on the injury report. At least that means we're not saying that the guy sucks. Right. And, and so they, if they did, that would be the motivation for doing it. But Kadarius Tony was apparently so incensed by this that he took to the interwebs and put up a 45-second a rant. This will give you an idea of just what's involved in this. It was a 45-second rant about how they were lying and how he was able to play. And out of that entire 45 seconds, this is the only part we can air. I'm not hurt. That's it. Uh, what? Go ahead and rack it up again. again. Oh, yeah, it's it's going to take a second. All he said was, I'm not hurt. And and the okay. rest of the 45 seconds was so full of swear words and N-words and all kinds of other words that we can't use on the air that the only piece of it we can play is this. I'm not hurt. That's it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, if you want to go seek that out for yourself, you can. But uh, I, I would yeah, advise Yeah, let's play it. the game. How fast can Colin lose his job today if we play <laughs> the original audio? Anything else. Really, even the very next word after those three words, when he said, I'm not hurt, the very next word was a swear word again. And that was right in the middle of it. That was 25 seconds in to a 45-second clip. What is he so mad about? I have no idea. Because What am I missing? Well, the, and, and the craziness in that is if if he's right, I mean, the case that he's making in that video is, if you extrapolate from it, the Chiefs are lying. I'm not hurt. They benched me because I really do suck. Right. What would hey. you rather the story be? <laughs> You're right. It's like, I'm so incompetent at my job that the Chiefs benched me and said I was hurt. Is that the message you want out there, Kadarius? Because that's what you just told everybody. <laughs> Did he say that part, too? <laughs> Was that in there, too? It should have been, because that's the message. What's the part that might get Andy Reid fined? Well, okay, so it's weird. If you fudge an injury report, if you lie on an injury report, the league can fine you. The okay. reason for that is usually flipped the other direction. So the idea is... You put a guy on the injury, like you have a star player on your team, and you put him on the injury report as doubtful at the beginning of the week when you know he's going to play. So the other team sees that, and they go, oh, good. Well, he's probably not going to play on Sunday. We don't have to game plan around him because even if he does play, he's going to be hindered by his injury and all of this stuff so that when Sunday comes and he's at full speed, they're surprised by it. This is the other way around. This is the uh, the allegation is that they're making the injury report sound worse than you know than it actually is, or, and they kept him out of the game anyway. So they weren't yeah. trying to gain an advantage for it. But lying at all on an injury report can get the team or the coach fined. Huh. All right. Um, nine one three five eight six seven seven nine eight. If you want to get in here, um, still to come, we will talk about the guns that people are firing off 
I mean, that's really all I have to say about it. I don't really care about the reason, but they're doing it in association with the Chiefs winning. Uh, and we also have an update on the uh, Murdoch case as well. We'll get to all that coming up here on KMBZ. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. It's that time of year. Cash the ticket. Jim Costa with Mike Valeni. We shift the focus from football to college hoops, getting us ready for the tournament where we're going to break down all the matchups and have an eye on some future plays too. Search Cash the Ticket on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right. Usually we talk about this during New Year's Eve. We talk about it for the Super Bowl. We talk about it on the 4th of July. We're talking about it now because of people that decide to shoot off their guns Anytime something good happens here. <laughs> Why? Oh, shot spotter data out again. And just like after the divisional round against Buffalo, there was a massive uptick in gunshots in Kansas City right after the AFC championship game against Baltimore. So, yeah, it seems like now the Chiefs can't win a game or can't win a playoff game without a bunch of people running out into the streets and firing guns into the air. Welcome to the Old West, gang. Uh, yeah, I don't. And it's getting worse. And what's the law that um, was inspired by this in Missouri? Cannot think of the I cannot think of the girl's name. Oh, but it right. happened where somebody was uh, hit with a bullet that was shot out in celebratory gunfire. It was in Kansas City, and she died. And it became the and she died, and it became the subject of a Missouri law. Yes, so that's out there. But unfortunately, no matter I don't. I mean. I was going to say no matter what kind of enforcement they do. Honestly, I don't know what kind of enforcement they're doing. It can't be easy, right? Because you have to respond. And by the time you get there, I mean, if ShotSpotter goes off and says there was a gunshot, a series of them, six of them, eight of them, whatever, at this corner, well, you've got to get a cop there. By the time you get a cop there, the guy's gone. Right. Yeah. Um, Channel 9 had had the story um, that the system that they have, I think it's cool that, a system exists that can tell the difference between the sound uh, of gunfire and like fireworks and other things, but they've got this shot spotter Yep. Uh, and the system is set up for a three and a half square mile high crime area. And they said it was up in the divisional round compared to last season. And it also increased year over year in the AFC championship game. Why? I asked the universe. Uh, yeah, it, it's not like you can't get fireworks, right? Uh, right. Bla Blair's Law, by the way. Thank you, text line, for, for that. Uh, yeah, that, uh, Blair's Law was the name of that law. But, yeah, I mean, every time we turn around and there's another good thing that happens. I mean, there were fireworks going off in my neighborhood Sunday night. It was Sunday, mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Sunday evening. <laughs> it's 530 or whatever it was. Um, and that was going on. And, and granted, it's not supposed to. But I think they're, they would much more easily look the other way at that. So with as many, you know, fireworks, tents, and all of the other stuff that we've got around all the time, we have to pull a gun out and go firing a gun into the air. I do not understand it. And it consumes resources from KCPD. I mean, in all seriousness, well, none of this is not serious. All of this is serious. In all seriousness, again, Blair's Law, we had a girl that was killed by the celebratory gunfire. Where do you think that bullet's going to go? when you fire it up into the air, 
can you not do something else? Can can you not take a shot? And I mean like a I didn't mean like a bullet shot. I like mean a like shot a of liquor, yeah, right. Like a shot of fireball or something. Can you not, you know, get a noisemaker or something instead of firing instead of firing a gun? And then it takes more police resources to go out and respond to all of those instead of putting them, you know, fighting crime. They said from Sunday afternoon until early Monday morning after the AFC title win in Baltimore, there were twenty six different alerts from ShotSpotter with hundred and seventy four rounds detected. Which means that every single one of them just about was somebody going off there and going out there and popping off every bullet in their gun, just emptying the clip. And it's it's insane. I mean, you're asking for somebody to get hurt. Um, I know you hate it when laws overlap, but Missouri state lawmakers, they say, are considering a plan to make celebratory gunfire as opposed to just shooting your gun to hurt Random someone gunfire yeah, right. <laughs> a separate standalone crime with more serious consequences i don't think that'll do it I, I don't think it'll i don't think that'll change anything no probably not and it's only going to help if they if they do an enforcement blitz on it yeah i mean you have to wait right you have to wait until new year's eve rolls around when you've got cops who are busy getting drunks off the street and then you have to wait until after a big chief's win when cops are busy getting drunks off the street i mean it's the same story over and over again where do you want to spend those resources and where are you most likely even though the the results with something with an incident that led to blair's law are so tragic well, do you want to have everybody working on enforcement of celebratory gunfire at the expense of letting drunk drivers drive home and maybe take out an entire family in a minivan? Yeah. Yeah. It it just absolutely doesn't doesn't make sense to me. So don't do it, as we'll remind you of <laughs> I love again. This. I hope you're kidding. Text line. Somebody says, I shoot my gun into the ground. Common sense tells you never to shoot it up into the sky. Why don't you just not shoot it at all? Let's go to a range, maybe, if you want to practice shooting. Okay, practice shooting in a contained environment. Yeah. Uh, there have been incidents, target. by the way, where people have fired a shot into the ground that's ricocheted back up and hit somebody. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, just don't, leave the gun alone. It's a win. It's a football game. And for that, you've got to pull out a gun and start firing bullets into the sky? Why? Just honk your horn. I mean, I don't want that there either. Somebody just said, my very nervous dog would prefer no guns or fireworks. Oh, yeah, yeah mine I too. I bet. All, all three of ours would prefer that. They, uh, they all try and dig under the carpet as soon as as soon as soon it Aww. starts. And it's like, oh, guys, first of all, you can't get under there. Second of all, the carpet's not going to help you anyway. I've seen um, TikTok is really good for things like this, like the safe room that people build for their dogs on the 4th of July, like a bathroom or something like that. It's yeah. got their bed and all their toys and is soundproof and stuff like that. So, you know, what do we started doing, do. um, we started doing this for our dog, not so much for the fireworks, but for, we have dogs across the street and they'll start yeah. barking at six o'clock in the morning and bingo will hear that. And she'll start barking at six o'clock in the morning. So the same device that a device, we don't say the name of, that, that we use in our bedroom for the for the noise for the white noise generator, uh-huh. we use one out by her where her bed is, and we put oh, it on really really loud so she can't hear the other dogs bark. I, you know, we may do that on New Year's Eve too. Just crank that thing up, and and let the dogs hear that instead because that doesn't bother them. My neighbors, I have new neighbors upstairs, and they have um, the reason we have made acquaintance is because they have a new dog that has separation anxiety. Oh uh, yeah, when they go to work. 
for nine straight hours. And the reason I know that is because they lock that dog in their bathroom, which is directly above mine. <laughs> um, and it's she goes to work from 2 p.m. until 11 p.m., which, you know, the show gets over at 2. And so that's when I'm just at home hanging out. Um, and I, I just immediately think of that dog on the night because that dog is so nervous anyway that on that Sunday, yeah, hopefully that dog will be somewhere else. It'll be a fun time. Yes, indeed. All right. Uh, other updates to get to here on the uh, the story that just keeps giving. No new trial for him? Yeah. yeah. Oh, boy, did this get weird in a hurry. So we told you yesterday, yesterday early morning, that the hearing had begun for Alex Murdoch in South Carolina, the lawyer who went to jail for killing his wife and his son and, and the fake suicide and all of the rest of it. So uh, he had alleged that the court clerk had influenced the jury and unduly so to convict and was making the case that he should get a new trial because of some of the things that the court clerk had allegedly said to the jurors and other signals that she was giving that it was effectively a foregone conclusion even before the trial ended that Murdoch was guilty. So he successfully petitioned the court for a hearing that went down yesterday the headline on it is what, Jamie, you just said, which is he was denied a new trial. But there's much more to the story than that, because yesterday afternoon we found out that one juror who went by the moniker Juror Z had told the judge, yes, the court clerk did those things, and yes, they influenced my vote, that her assurances that Murdoch was guilty did have an effect on her vote to convict. That was bad news. Then we found out that while this process was going on, while Juror Z was in giving her testimony in front of the judge, because they took all the jurors in individually and said, you know, did you hear any of this? A lot of them said, no, I didn't hear anything like that out of the court clerk. And for the ones that did, did it influence you? She was, as far as we know, the only one who said, yes, it influenced her. The other 11 didn't. But while she was there giving her testimony, a couple of the other jurors were listening to her testimony live streamed on their phone, which they weren't supposed to be doing. Oh. The reason they go up there individually is they don't want any individual juror's testimony to influence the testimony of any of the other jurors. So they found out two of the jurors were listening to her. And still, the judge said, no, it's not enough. You, you haven't reached your burden to earn a new trial but good Lord, does anything happen in a courtroom in South Carolina that's normal? <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so what is next with this now? Well, my guess would be, although they haven't said so officially, my guess would be that they're going to use those two facts that I just mentioned. The fact that one of the jurors said, yes, I was influenced, and two of the jurors broke the rules and listened to that testimony. They're going to use that to petition a different judge for another hearing to try to get a new trial. This isn't over. It'll never be over. No, this I know. Will, this will never be over, it feels like. Not while he's drawing breath. Yeah, absolutely. All right, uh, we'll take a break here. Coming up, we have an update on Super Bowl ticket prices. They are, um, wow, are they expensive this year? We'll get to all that and more coming up here on KMBZ. 913-586-7798. Okay, uh, let's go to the story here uh, out of the Missoula Community Theater. <laughs> Missoula, Montana, beautiful town, I've heard, uh, but not a whole lot of people there. And they decided uh, with the community theater to do a production of Rent. Very popular show. Jamie, I know how much you love musicals, so I know you're a big fan of Rent. That's me. Yes. 
have, I'll reserve my snotty comments have, for a moment. Have you ever seen Rent? No. Literally? Okay, yeah. It's, I, yeah. I, I, we saw it once Rent live. Is good. Yeah, it, it is. We, with the right cast, Rent is good. Yeah, we, we saw a live touring company of it a few years ago. It was the first time I had ever seen it. Then I went back and watched the movie because, well, you know. Uh, but yeah, it, it was uh, it was fine. So the, the whole story, it's based on an opera called La Boheme, but that's not really material. Uh, it The whole story surrounds a bunch of struggling, oh, some of them are artists and people trying to make it in the world and all of this stuff in New York City, and they're having a hard time making The Rent, thus the name of the play. So in the middle of this production, the fire alarms went off, and the whole place was evacuated, they got everybody out, and that's when they figured out that there was not, in fact, a fire. What happened was, uh, as you have these people living in these tenement buildings and some of them squatting in places where they're not supposed to be anyway, they try to do anything they can to be able to eat and stay warm. And one of those stories surrounds a uh, a stove, like a like we have happen here every so often, where there's a fire that's caused because somebody has a, a heating stove in an area where you're not supposed to have one. Well, that thing on stage is supposed to smoke so that you can see the smoke rising. It's kind of integral to the story. But the smoke machine that they used was a little too good at its job. A little too smoky? Yeah. Uh, So (laughs) even though that's not really smoke, it's water vapor and a couple of other things that are supposed to make it look like smoke, it was enough to fool the smoke alarms in the theater. So this prop that they had on stage... (laughs) <laughs> caused the fire alarms to go off and they had to see what happens when you try to bring the arts to Montana. It's um it's funny because the audience was confused yeah. about whether the fire alarm was a part of the show. Right. And they didn't move right away. Uh-huh. You know, you have that moment of like, well, maybe this is there's smoke, like maybe this is just supposed to be a part of the thing. Exactly, right. Cause again, part of the story is to have that thing smoking like a chimney on the stage. Um, yeah, it's funny how many times that's happened. There have been there was just one within the last couple of years, but there have been times when somebody during a show has a fatal heart attack on stage and dies, and the audience thinks it's part of the show. Yes. Dick Sean, who was uh he was in the the original movie version of the producers back in the late 60s or early 70s he was one of them he was a stand-up comic as well as being an actor and he was doing a stand-up bit on stage suffered a fatal heart attack and they thought the audience thought it was part of the show for a good you know minute and a half until somebody realized he's still not moving yeah how long did it take before somebody said hey you know when, this, this wasn't a part of this the last time we, we did this. When they saw the doctor run out from the side of the stage and start working on him, that was kind of the tip-off that everybody said, yeah, and he did not live through that. It's, he died on that stage. Wow. So, yeah, it's it's no mystery why they might have been a little confused, especially the ones who had never seen Rent before. Yeah. Um, did you tell yeah, Rent is what, how are Rent and La Boheme? Rent is based on La Boheme. It's, it's okay. effectively the same story. It's just set in New York. Okay. I'm perhaps I'm trolling the people that tell me um, that I should every time I say I don't like musicals um, everyone says oh but you got to see oh but you got no but there's this one there's this one I know you'll really love yeah of course there's never going to be just this one (laughs) Um, but I laughed this morning because I have seen La Boheme the opera in uh, I saw it in Vienna which is a city really known for opera and it's what made me love opera it's also what made me 
um, it further validated my dislike of musicals. There is a big difference between opera and musicals. Oh, yeah. I love La Boheme. I have no desire ever in my life to see Rent. Okay. Yeah. And, so. and, and that's fine. Like what you like. I have zero interest in opera whatsoever. Uh, none. And I'm never going to. But and see, mm -hmm. I feel the same way about it. I know there are people who are that into it that would say, oh, but if you watch this one, if you see the, like Colin said, if you see the right cast perform this opera, you'll be totally moved. No, I won't. I, honestly, I will be moved to look at my phone and see how much longer I have to sit <laughs> here and watch this. Yeah, fundamentally, you just don't like that kind of entertainment. Yep. And that's okay. I don't like, the thing that I like about opera is that it's all about the music. It's it's very pure to me. Everything is sung, correct? There's no- Everything is sung. Yeah. Yep. It's often not in English. And so you have to follow, and so it's all about the facial expressions and the body movements and that kind of thing. And musicals, this is where I'm like, oh, they're just breaking out into song all the time. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just get, it doesn't feel, either go all in or get all out of it. But- like the kind of entertainment the other thing about like. opera and this is just a personal thing for me i think it's more difficult than any sort of musical i think oh. singing opera i sang opera in college and i sang theater in college and everything and that was opera is by far the hardest thing you'll ever have to learn yeah, yeah. Mu musicals are pop music and pop Some music, yeah. Well, I mean, the pop music of the day. Uh, sure, you know, sure. If, if you go see Seven Brides for Seven Brothers, that's what music <laughs> on the radio sounded like in 1940, whatever it was when that thing first opened. But yeah, the other thing opera, you know, has as a strike against it is, as far as I know, Rosario Dawson has never been in an opera. So you know, she was in Rent. So that's another thing that would draw me to go see it. I, again, I'll never forget going to see when I took my mom to New York, and. I didn't know her feelings about musical theater. I just didn't know. Yeah. But if you're ever going to go see anything in New York, you go see, you know, you go see a musical. And we didn't think about it too far ahead of time. And so there are places where you can get last minute tickets and Chicago had tickets available. And this was her trip. So I'm taking one for the team and I'm doing whatever you want and I'll, I'll make it happen no matter what it is. And, you know, Chicago's a really big musical, you oh, know? Yeah. And so I'm like, let's go see Chicago. And at intermission, she said to me, let's get out of here. I cannot. Wow. It's too much singing. This is too much singing. I didn't know it was going to be all singing. Let's get out. Do you guys know what like, you paid for? Did you know you she, were watching a musical? Or? <laughs> I knew, and <laughs> like, she knew. You're making fun of my mother right now, really? <laughs> really? I'll make fun That's of anybody. I'm on a coffee high. Um, Don't get me I wrong. I knew though. what it was. Yeah. I, I knew. But she... It, you know, it's not just all music. Not all musicals are all music. Right. Did, did you have that conversation afterwards, though, about, I mean, does she not generally like musicals either? Did you come by it honestly in that way? I think she didn't know if she was going to like them. Okay. And this was kind of her way of finding out. And it's also pretty risque, which is a lot to handle if you kind of don't, Yeah. if you're not ready for that. And so if you're wondering where I get it from... This is, I, I came by it, honestly. And I was delighted. I was I, like, yeah, I will, the tickets I, were cheap. Let's get out of here. I will never tell you about the musical you really need to go see, Jamie. I will do you, you that favor. <laughs> I appreciate it because I'm going to have to be the jerk that says, no, uh -huh. I'm never, you're never going to convince me that that's going to change my life. I'm, I'm content with my decision. Real quick, uh, Super Bowl tickets, the last time we checked, are more expensive than ever. Shocking no one. $10,000 about 
is yeah. the cheapest ticket that you can get. And that's, yeah, nosebleeds. You're going to be way, way up. Now, granted, you're going to be way, way up in a brand new, really cool looking stadium. So mm-hmm. you got that going for you. Did you know, by the way, about the Chiefs flag that's buried? I did. Isn't that such a great story? I did. Um, well, maybe we'll put that back on our list that we didn't get to that yesterday. Uh, we'll maybe uh, get to that coming up later in the show. But when they built that stadium, there was a construction worker. There are pictures of the chief's flag that he buried and put underneath <laughs> the stadium for the construction. Uh-huh. And, of course, there's uh-huh. also satisfying all of the, the longtime Chiefs fans and that rivalry with the Raiders. The fact that the Chiefs are going to play a playoff game in the Raiders stadium before the Raiders play a playoff game there. I mean, that's a nice little dagger to the heart. Oopsie. Yeah. Darn. We're so upset about it. Uh, All right. Coming up next, Alaska Airlines, you know, the one where the door fell out, is offering a really big sale to see if you'll come back. Would you? We'll get to that coming up here on KMBZ. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on. We talk about basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happens. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.